Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I am Dana K. White. I share my personal deslobification process as I figure out ways to keep my own home under control. I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 387, and I'm calling it, in theory, your house will never improve. Reality is where it changes. Yeah, if you can hear my AC going, I'm sorry. I tried. I tried to record this without it, and it's just still hot in Texas. Hopefully by the time this actually comes out later this week, it won't be so hot in Texas. I am about done with all of that, and I've been trying to record without the AC going, and I just can't do it. I just can't do it. I mean, y'all are important to me, but there's a limit to how important y'all are to me, and sweating is the limit. I I just, anyway, and so, and then my recording messed up and wasn't recording half of what I was saying, and so then I was like, I'm done, and if I have to start this again, we're doing it with the AC on, and oh well. Okay. All right. So we're talking though about in theory, your house will never improve. Reality is where it changes. Theory. It's what you think, maybe what you assume. When I began to change my house, I moved from theory into reality. I went from thinking about what would and could work And what might work and why it couldn't work in my house, I went from researching and considering and trying to come up with every scenario and think it through and blah, blah, and yada, yada. I stopped doing that and I just started doing my dishes. I stopped trying to figure out the very best way to do the dishes, the very best method, the very best routine, the very best schedule, the very best uh, stuff to do it with. And I just started doing the dishes. And all the years of thinking and all the years of considering and all the years of theorizing, my house didn't actually change. But when I just started doing the dishes my house changed. You don't have to have millions of dollars to benefit from the advice of a financial advisor. My husband and I not only have to make decisions about our own financial planning needs, but we also have to field questions from our kids who are now on their own. That's why I was excited to hear about the on-demand financial planning for absolutely everyone from Fearless Finance. Their business is built on making financial advice accessible and affordable. They make things easy to understand and keep the stress out of making investment choices. With Fearless Finance, you meet your planner virtually who will advise you on your financial journey. Are you paying back student loans, saving for your first house? Maybe you just want to make sure your finances are okay. You can ask all your questions and get answers. No judgment. You'll be charged an hourly rate, no long-term commitment, no minimum required. Visit fearlessfinance.com today. You can chat with a planner for free to make sure it's a good fit, and you'll get $50 off your first planning meeting when you use the code CLEAN. It's something that has made a big difference for me. It's also something that I see a lot out here on these internet streets where I somehow am in the position 14 years after I started doing the dishes of being the person out here to tell everybody 
to do the dishes, how to declutter, get stuff out of the house. This is what's going to make an impact and what doesn't make an impact. Somehow I'm in this position. And because I talk about this stuff publicly, and a lot of people will run across maybe one video or one podcast or one blog post or something of mine that says, you know, hey, this is what works. And they're like, oh, here's why that wouldn't work for me. And and then because of the internet being what it is, they get to like leave big long comments about all the reasons why it wouldn't work. And I get it, y'all, that was me. Like I completely get it. I was the master of the theorizing. I was the master of the coming up with all the reasons why things did and didn't or would and wouldn't or could and couldn't work in my house. And so I totally get it. And I have a lot of empathy for where they are right now and the frustrations that they're feeling and the hopelessness that they're feeling. But I also know that a lot of the problem is in the getting stuck in theory, is in getting stuck in the thinking through all the things that would and would wouldn't and could and couldn't and should and shouldn't work. Okay. Moving into reality. So paying attention to when and where am I stuck in theory? And when you realize, wait a minute, I'm dealing in theory here. Say, okay, what can I do to shift over into reality? Because one of two things will happen and both of them are good things to happen. Either I will figure out I'm right and my house will be better off because what I thought would happen really did happen and therefore my house is actually improved. Or or possibly the other option would be that I will try this thing that I was pretty sure would be the case and find out, oh, I was wrong. And then I don't have to keep thinking on that anymore because I've proven it wrong. Either way, my house is better off. Either way. Either way, I've moved into reality and my house has improved. In theory, your house will never improve. Okay? Theory is what you think, maybe what you assume. Fact is observable and repeatable. Okay? So it's not just think-throughable. It's actual visual proof. I can see, you know, that this is, I can observe it. And also, it's going to happen every time that I try to do this. Okay, now let me just be clear. I am not a scientist. And I will probably say something, those of you who are scientists, because I know that there are actual scientists who listen to this, welcome. Also, it makes me laugh that y'all listen to me. But anyway, uh, but who are going to go, that's not really science. I'm I'm sure I'm going to get things wrong. Okay, and I am going to talk about the scientific method today. And I want kids who are listening, don't go to school and correct your teacher about the scientific method based on anything that I say, because they're right and I'm probably wrong. Okay. But I did start thinking about this and this whole idea of theory versus reality, theory into fact. And how's that work? So I looked up the scientific method, which I was a little disappointed because I thought it was like a set five things. And if you look up what are the steps to the scientific method, there's like a seven step and a five step and a three step and a six step and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I went with sciencebuddies.com 
and on sciencebuddies.com, uh, their first step, which has a really cute little um, like flowchart, colorful flowchart here. First step, ask a question. The good news is you've already been doing that step, right? If you're listening to this podcast, oh, you've been asking questions because why else would you listen to a podcast about cleaning, organizing, decluttering, all that kind of stuff? Like seriously, why would you? Unless you've been asking the questions. So that's how far ahead you already are. Now, in reality, my questions were always, why? (laughs) How does this happen? I don't understand how this keeps happening to me. So that wasn't like these neat little, you know, put into a spreadsheet kind of questions. It was more dramatic and uh, emotional than that for me. But You've been asking the questions, why does my house continually seem to go back to being a disaster? Why doesn't my home look like Aunt Edna's house? Why did this seem to be so much easier for my grandma than it is for me? Those types of questions. I mean, these are these are the questions that we talk about here, right? And that we answer here on the Slob Comes Clean podcast, right? Okay, so you've already been asking those. Step two of the scientific method, according to sciencebuddies.com, is do your background research. Now, here's the thing. I am going to encourage you, because I know for me what worked and didn't work. I'm going to encourage you to focus your background research on your own home versus on observing what you think is going on in other people's homes. Okay. I've often said, I'm like, when I wanted to change my house, the first thing that I used to do was think real hard about what was and wasn't going to work. I would maybe ask my friend, what did you do? When I did that, there was just too much that I was missing. There's just too much that I wasn't able to observe because I only saw their end results. And there were things that they didn't even consider part of the process that I needed to consider part of the process that never came through in those conversations and that I didn't understand that they were doing or focusing on. Okay. So instead of focusing on grandma's house or Aunt Edna's house or your friend's house, focus on your own home and what you're doing and what you're not doing. So my story, if you're new, welcome, is that in 2009, I started a blog, was not supposed to be the thing I was going to keep writing about for 14 years, but I started it as a way to try to focus and get my house under control. And I kind of I I assumed, okay, I'll probably like, you know, read books and talk about what I'm learning and stuff. And in reality, I didn't do that. I just started writing down what I was and wasn't doing, what I was resisting doing, what it was that was working, what wasn't working. And that was the background research that actually impacted my house, focusing in on myself and what I was doing and what I wasn't doing. Now, obviously, my books didn't exist yet then. So... But but in reality, my hope and my desire is that... I've done a lot of this background research for you, right? Like that's what the podcasts are here. And yet 
focus in on what you're doing and you're not doing. Instead of saying, well, she says this, here's why that will or won't work. Instead, focus in on your own research. What are you doing? What parts of all of this are you skipping? What parts are you assuming in theory couldn't possibly work in your home? And focus in on that. So really focus that research on your own home, what you're doing, what you're not doing. Okay. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. For those who've been listening for a while, you may have heard me talk about how time is a container. It's a finite thing. And if I try to squeeze too much into the time that I have available, I get stressed and anxious. Therapy can be a place to talk through realistic priorities and goals, helping you deal with stress and anxiety when your days feel overwhelming. It's been great for me to talk through setting boundaries and improving coping skills with a therapist. BetterHelp is entirely online. That makes scheduling convenient and flexible. To get started, you just have to fill out a brief questionnaire that will match you with a licensed therapist. If needed, you can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash clean. I am so excited to be working outdoors in my garden again. Fresh air and sunshine really do affect my mood. I'd rather spend more time outside and less time inside making dinner. That's why I love using Prep Dish. It helps me get our meals planned and prepped for the week. I receive a weekly meal plan in my inbox every Friday that fits my family's eating style. There are four to choose from. Each comes complete with recipes, a grocery list, and a detailed plan that walks me through a short prep session and sets me up for success for the coming week. Prep Dish's step-by-step meal prep plan only takes about an hour of prep each week, which I can work into my routine pretty easily. I can then get healthy homemade meals onto the table incredibly quickly throughout the week because the prep work is already done. If you're ready to free up some brain space, I've got great news for you. I got you two weeks free so you can try out the prep dish meal plans for yourself and see if they're a good fit for your family. Just go to prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for a two week free trial. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. You won't regret it. Third step, according to sciencebuddies.com, is construct a hypothesis. Now, this is the part that's really fun for those of us who tend to be overthinkers. We like constructing hypotheses. We enjoy the thinking. We enjoy the coming up with all the scenarios all the things that could happen along the way. And many times we have the things that could happen along the way that are like, okay, well, that's not going to work. Throw that idea out the window. Keep your hypothesis as simple as you possibly can with as little room for unknown things to show up as possible. Here's what I mean by that. Okay. I talk a lot about dishes math and the reality that According to my background research, 
doing the dishes was an hours long task because I would put off doing the dishes thinking I don't have hours to do the dishes. In the meantime, because I was putting off the dishes, when I did the dishes, it took hours. Okay. So I was basing it on what I understood, but what I needed to do was really narrow down that hypothesis and go, I will wash this one dish. This one dish will be clean. There's not a lot of room for all these other things to come in along the way with that. Okay. Like there's not a lot of room for all the, well, but what if somebody, well, it's one dish. Okay. And then one more dish and then one more dish. Okay. Other examples, you know, I really was the queen of the piles when I was decluttering. I mean, it only made sense when I really spent so much time on the hypothesis of how to make decluttering the most efficient that it could possibly be. It only made sense to me to have all the piles, right? The pile for the garage, the pile of stuff to take to the kitchen, the pile of stuff to take to the kids room. That in theory is correct. And yet it didn't play out, right? And so instead, when I really narrow down that, okay, what what's the narrowest scenario here that I can create without something being able to come in to derail it? Well, it's the take it there now, okay? That is the the, the cornerstone, the basis of my no mess decluttering process is the making a final decision and acting on that final decision one item at a time. If I do the take it there now, then it's a matter of, okay, I am going to take this item to the first place where I would look for it. And that one item is done. There is not much to derail. Now, some of y'all are thinking, oh, but I'll get distracted along the way. Try it. Okay. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. But, but that is a small, narrow down, not this big, elaborate hypothesis. Come up with the smallest, narrowest thing where you're like, this is the thing that I can go ahead and fully complete instead of the hypo- which, which when I'm thinking that way, it helps trigger in me this realization Oh, wait, I have thought through way too far. I have thought through from now until the very end of my house being perfect. And when I'm doing that, that's a lot of time spent and a lot of time stuck in theory land, in hypothesis land. That is not actually changing my home. We talk a lot about my house is not a project. That's what this is, right? My house is not this thing that I plan from here to the very end. This is how it's all going to play out because there are too many unknowns there. I can't control. I can't predict. I can't know what all those unknowns are going to be that are going to come along to derail me. So instead, what is this thing that I can go ahead and do that is small enough for me to actually be able to follow through completely? Not because I have changed who I am and I'm like, oh, I'm going to stick with it this time and I'm going to go all the way to the, no, I've just narrowed down this thing that I've planned and I've made it so small that I can actually do that one. Okay. Next step. And this one is the one that is more important than any of the other ones. Fourth step. 
in the scientific method according to sciencebuddies.com. Experiment. Do the thing. Try the thing. Okay? This is the key. We're moving from theory into reality. We're going from what we think is the case to figuring out if it is the case or not. Is this true? Does this work? Is this a fact? Is it observable? Is it repeatable? Is this something that is actually going to work, right? So we're not just in our hypothesis land anymore. We're not in theory. We're moving into reality as we do the experiment. Take it out of theory. If you insist that piles are more efficient, do that and see if they are, okay? See if you finish. See if you actually move your house forward, get things all put away. Don't end up with things with no home or just kind of shifting and spreading out over the floor of the kitchen to live there for the next six months or whatever. Like see if it works because if it works, awesome. But if it doesn't work, awesome because you tried it and now you know. All right. Now, the thing I much more recommend than that is for you to try my way, that I've already done a lot of this experimentation for you, right? Try my way. I always tell people, if you don't believe that it will make a difference to take it there now, try it, experiment to prove it wrong. If you don't believe that doing your dishes every day, three days in a row, will actually end up being a totally different experience than what you thought doing the dishes was when you would wait until all the dishes were dirty. Try it to prove me wrong. Okay. You're going to prove me right. But even if that's the mentality that you need to have is that I am only doing this to prove that she's wrong. I am only going to try a five minute pickup because this lady on the internet whose podcast I have been listening to for over 20 minutes now is bananas there's no way she's correct. There's no way that in my house, with the state of actually how things are in my living room, that five minutes of picking things up and putting them all the way away will actually make a difference. That lady is bananas. Okay. Either your house will improve the way that I've said it will, or you will have eliminated that as an option of something that would work in your house. Either way, you've moved forward. The experiment phase of the scientific method is not about only being successful at proving your theory. Okay. It is equally about disproving a theory. So I'm not going to name how many of them he did, but I mean, I know I've heard it a million times, right? About Edison and the light bulb and how many incorrect theories he had on how to create the light bulb. And he eventually landed on the correct one. And I think he's quoted as saying something like, it's not failures. He was just eliminating one more thing off his list. He just now knew something else that didn't work the way that he thought it was going to work in his mind. Because so many times for us, especially when you're looking at housekeeping, that seems to be so easy for grandma and aunt Edna or whoever, when you're looking at all of that and you think, 
okay, this is ridiculous. Why is this so hard? That's the question asking, right? Like, why is this so hard for me? We think that it makes no sense to even try it unless we know it's going to work. But in reality, the people who get things done are the ones who try things to figure out if it works or not. They're the ones who make big things happen, like Edison, right? It's Edison, right? I always get him and Einstein, but no. Anyway, uh, it's Edison with the light bulb, right? Yeah. They're the ones making big things happen in the world because they're willing to try things that they are not absolutely sure are going to work and they see it as valuable to find out that they don't work. Okay. But as long as you are only stuck in theory and you think, I don't want to try this until I know, first of all, you can't know until you try. You can't know that I'm wrong about dishes math until you do your dishes multiple days in a row. Okay. You can't know that I'm wrong about dishes math. I'm right about dishes math, by the way, but you can't know that I'm wrong until you have not just done your dishes today, because that's not dishes math, right? Like if you haven't done your dishes in three days, then you have no idea. Okay. You cannot know that I'm wrong until you do them again tomorrow when it's only one day's worth of dishes. So gather the data by experimenting, even if the point is to say, well, that's something that doesn't work. And now I know where to go. It works. Oh, it works. It works. It works. Right. Try the take it there now. Just see, I am going to, for this small area that I'm working on, I am going to take it there now on all of, you know, for, for 10 minutes, I'm going to take it there now. I'm going to take a before picture. I'm going to throw away trash, do easy stuff, ask myself the decluttering questions and take it there now. As soon as I, you know, answer the question, where would I look for this first? I'm going to do that. And as I do that, then I know that she's right or she's wrong. Okay. But as long as in theory, you are thinking of all the things that I'm wrong about, then your house is not getting any better. Okay. But if you try it and you go, no, 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 this is not for me. But now, you know, to try the other way too, you may try the other way and then be like, oh wait, her way is actually better, but whatever. Cause you will, cause my way is the best, but, um, experiment, do the thing, try the thing, take it out of theory. Want to know what it takes to make a million bucks? Check out my first million. Every week we dive into different business opportunities and explain how to pounce on them. From one-man online operations to brick-and-mortar strategies, we cover it all. So whether it's your first million followers or dollars, start getting inspired with My First Million wherever you get your podcasts. In my experience, here's the thing. While I am theorizing and theorizing and not doing anything because I'm theorizing so hard, the actual task is growing. It's becoming more daunting. It's becoming bigger while I'm theorizing. Okay. So the whole time that I look, you know, that that's my story of dishes, right? I would look at the dishes and think, oh, I don't have time right now. 
dishes is a big deal. So I would put them off. Well, meanwhile, we would keep eating, use more dishes, and they would grow. And then it was even more overwhelming, which meant it was going to take even more time, which I did not have. Right. So I would look at that and be like, oh, okay, well now, and then it would grow and it would grow and it would cause that feeling of being overwhelmed. Then my theory would have to change. So then I would have to theorize even more because now the problem is bigger than it was before. Okay. Versus going ahead and giving an experiment. And here's the thing. All those experiments are going to be powerful. Okay. They're all going to be every bit of experimenting that you do along the way. Even if you prove it wrong, it's going to be powerful, except unless you do the piles everywhere and then they like end up spread out all over the house. But uh, like doing, trying my way and giving it a try, you know, if you got five dishes done, you got five dishes done. Right. And it's, you're better off that way. And the next step, uh, according to sciencebuddies.com is uh, analyze your data and draw your conclusions. Did it work? Did it not work? Okay. Uh, That's what I've done through these hours and hours and hours and hours of podcasts and books that I've written is I have analyzed the data. I've said, this does work. This doesn't work. Pulling everything out of a space doesn't work because of these reasons for me. And it does work for some people, people who can't go to sleep as long as all this stuff is, you know, spread out all over their kitchen. Great. But for me, I can go to sleep like a baby. Like it does not bother me at all. So it doesn't work for me. But I know because I've tried it. I know because I've tried the other way the take it there now that that is what does actually work for me in a sustainable way. So sustainable. Did I say sustainable? Whatever. You know what I meant. Sustainable. Uh, analyze your data and draw your conclusions. The best way to do this in your home is to take a picture to take before and after pictures. And the beauty of using your smartphone to take before and after pictures is it also serves as a timer because I love timing things, right? Take the before picture of one day's worth of dishes because sometimes just every day you're used to walking by and randomly seeing and not registering, but you're like, no, no, I'm doing this today. Oh, this is what one day's worth of dishes actually looks like. Oh, which might then help your brain start to register when more dishes than that really starts growing, right? In the future. And then take a picture when you're done and be like, oh, okay. I can see on the timestamp of these two photos that that took me 12 minutes. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, we talked before about not observing, and this is one of those things where I've had to re-record. So if I said this already, oh, well, uh, but not just assuming what you're seeing in other people. You know, when I would look at my mother-in-law's home or my sister-in-law's home or my mom's home, and I always focus on my mother-in-law and sister-in-law because they don't use their dishwashers. They didn't use their dishwashers. My mother-in-law didn't. My sister-in-law doesn't. And I would say, well, I can see that their dishes are done on every random day. Okay. But I made a lot of assumptions about what I was observing because I didn't know everything. I assumed they were spending hours getting their kitchens clean every single day. Because if your kitchen's going to be clean every single day, they must be spending hours because all I knew was that to clean my kitchen was an hours long job. 
That's what I assumed because that's what was true in my house because I didn't do it every day. I did it, you know, every sixth or seventh day or whatever it was. So it would take me hours. And so I was observing. I thought I was observing, but I wasn't really, truly seeing everything that was involved here. Okay. So that's why it's important. Pay attention to what I am doing and what I'm not doing and have those before and after pictures that have the timestamps on them so that I see it in actual like data. This is how long this took to happen. When you mess up a day or two, okay. And you now I have to catch up on dishes, do it again. Use that as an opportunity to gather some data. Okay, I haven't done the dishes in three days. All right, I'm going to take a before picture. I'm going to do the dishes. I'm going to take an after picture. And there I'm like, okay, well, now I know she's right. Three days worth of dishes doesn't just take three times what one day's worth of dishes does. It takes like five times that amount because there's just a lot more involved in that. So it's this analyze your data, draw your conclusions, and then let it change things. Let the things that you've learned in your moving out of theory into the experimentation, then that becomes something that's been observed. You've paid attention of this was the difference. My kitchen stayed clean because I was doing the dishes every single night versus doing them when it was, quote, worth my time or when I had the time or whatever, okay? So that right there is the thing that I'm paying attention to. And then it changes things because now that I see this is observable, I've paid attention, now it's repeatable, right? Which means that when I get overwhelmed or whatever, I have actual facts to go back on and say, wait a minute, no, no. I actually know now that the way for me to change things is to take it there now. Oh, that's right. I mean, this is the thing I have to remind myself and I hear it from people all the time. They're like, I was doing so great for a while. And then I started, uh, you know, things weren't working anymore. And then I realized, oh, that's right. I'm not following the method anymore. I'm not following Dana's five-step no mess decluttering process anymore. That's the problem. And so then you go back to what works. You've done the experimentation It doesn't mean that we're going to always do it perfectly forever, but because we viewed it as I was figuring out what does and doesn't work, now I have something to go back to so that it is repeatable, right? It is something that I can do. Okay. Again, kids, don't use this as a science lesson because it's not, Uh, but (laughs) Um, okay. I think I'm going to stop there. Sorry about the AC, but boy, am I less cranky than I was before when the podcast just stopped and I had to re-record and hopefully this all made sense, Rachel, and that it didn't cut out on some super important thing that made it all actually work. But whatever, um, whatever happened, at least I'm less cranky because I'm not as hot. So, all right. Um, I just want to remind y'all that I have decluttering coaches. So if you want somebody to guide you through my five-step no mess decluttering process, that I have done all the experimentation on so that I know what does and doesn't work and all that. If you want somebody to keep you on track, I have coaches now that are certified in my method. You can go to 
declutteringcoaches.com. Everybody listed, that's my site. Everybody listed on that website is trained and certified by me. Okay. So they are trained in my method and I am able to say, yes, they know my method. So go to them and uh, check them out. They are some super lovely people doing some great things with their businesses. If you want to become a decluttering coach, go there as well. And uh, they can keep you on track because I know, I know it can, it can be the thing that brings you back when you start to spin out on the theory. Okay. Their job is to bring you back into the facts, back into the actual reality of your real situation so we can keep making forward progress. But all right. Uh, I will talk to y'all next week. Bye.